The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, hello, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. And we have another, obviously we've got lost. Obviously, you knew that would happen. Uh, this is what we're um, we're going to cover that tonight uh, on this on this Sunday evening. We have Mick with us. Hello, Michael. Hello, you all right? Yeah, you? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, I think we can go live to Danny. Danny, are you there? Oh, let me turn my camera on. Hang on. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Either Danny or Father Christmas, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Danny? I'm good. I uh, I found this in the cupboard before we came on live, uh, so I thought I'd put it on. Um, before we carry on, I will say this beard is very warm. <laughs> Probably not going to last a full episode, then. No, not at all. I might have to well, do a I- shave shortly. Hang on a minute, are you telling me that's not really Father Christmas? No, no oh, it's me. Confirm not deny this. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have yesterday to go through, uh, and we'll, we'll go through that. Obviously, we won. We scored three. They got one. Um, that's how it works. You know, rules of sport being obeyed in the in a right order. I had to check with race control about that one just to make sure the rules are followed in the right <laughs> order. But apparently in football... This is how it works, so that's good to know. Um, 20 unbeaten, mate. 20 unbeaten. It's unbelievable. Let's we'll get, forget about the forms for a minute because there's a lot we need to cover on it. 20 unbeaten, 15 in league. What a time to be a Rotherham fan. Absolutely. What a time to be a Miller. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the, the performances have dropped off, like we said, over the last few podcasts, the last few games, the, pod, the um, performances have dropped off, but nevertheless... You know, we're still we're still eight goals in two games. You know what I mean? And two bang average performances, really. But you still managed to bang eight goals in. Mm. You can't complain, can you? You cannot complain. It's brilliant. We we will find things to complain about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, if anybody hasn't watched it, you can watch Danny's Matchday vlog, which is on YouTube. Now, I haven't watched it at the time we record, but I have had time to watch it today. Uh, my question is, Danny, did Victor celebrate with you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's becoming a bit of a, a thing now where if we score down at the South Stand, Victor turns around and he somehow looks the camera dead in the eye and celebrates <laughs> with me. So it's great. Excellent. That's what we like. That's what we like. Um, so let's start with the first half. Start with the thought we went 1 0 up. Uh, inside whatever it was, half an hour. A good first half to we make. I was quite impressed, quite happy. I think the performances from the vast majority of the players, I think from all the players really in the first half, were very good. Uh, I think I said you half an hour in, we're, we're really starting to perm. We really, really were starting to kick on with in terms of performances. I think based on the first half, we were the better team and deserve what we got if you only look at the first 45 minutes. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, we, we were we were quite dominant for that first, certainly the first half hour or so. Mm. Um and and yeah, I, I, it, at that point it, the game looked to be only going one way, you know, and that was a, a, another convincing victory, which I guess is what it turned out to be in the end. Uh, spoiler alert! But nevertheless, you know, it wasn't quite as convincing as uh, as, as it appeared in that first twenty minutes, twenty minutes, half an hour. Uh, you know, we, we were kind of back to that a, a really decent level. Um, yeah. Again, so let's not be let's, let's not beat around the bush. They are a damn good side, you know. For League One level, they are a good side, no question yeah. about that. Probably one of the best we've played this season. You're probably right. Actually, one of the best performances of an opposition team we've seen at New York. Certainly at New York. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game, the games we've lost were more down to us, and but Burton, Burton causes problems uh, on the selection. Danny, um, and no real surprise that Woody came in. As uh, if Woody's fully fit, he's good. To, he's a good guy to have in the middle of the pitch. The surprises sort of came out. Why Kieran Sadler coming in for Chio Shane Ferguson uh, for Mikel Miller? Um, that's surprise. For me, we, we talked. Me and Mick talked about. It. I assume Danny, and I haven't seen anything about this that we were potentially resting Chio, which is a brave call. But I suppose we've got to do it at times. Yeah, it has come out that Warney was resting Chio because they didn't want him start in three games in the space of a week because um, he's come out and said it, they're effectively dead on the feet in terms of physicality. We all were Saturday and Tuesday games. So mm. I understand the uh, the decision to rest Chio. Um, but, you know, he came on and still made an impact on the right-hand sides. Mm. You know, so even if he is being rested, he can still come on as an impact sub, which is brilliant, you know, good professional. Um, Miller was the only absentee through injury um, mm. He felt he's growing a little bit um, in the warm up, so they decided just not to risk him and bring Boller in the like, into the bench instead. Mm. Um, and then we missed Harding <clears throat> because he's just ill. It's not COVID or anything. He's just not feeling his best, so he's had a nice rest. And then finally, the good news to bring you is that Will Grigg has become mm. a father again, so that's why he missed out. Uh, and Warner's just given him some time with his family over back end of last week <clears throat> so that's why he didn't make the squad for Saturday because he just basically missed the selection day hmm. um, it was still so there yeah, though so, wasn't he we were, we were doing yeah. we were a fitness yeah. test to start wasn't it <laughs> yeah it was so that, that's good to see he's just not gone home with his feet up he's gone right I'll leave me me missus and the baby in the hospital to recover and I'll go to the stadium you know just to have a nice warm up that's what we like to see <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you stay home with a crying baby or do you want to run over, run around a football pitch for no reason? I'll run. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, for a couple of comments, and then we'll come on with a bit more information. Hi from Stephen Adams. High praise for the referee who he thought was outstanding. I don't think it was amazing. I thought it was better against Crew. I thought there was a lot of inconsistencies yesterday. No more so than any other referee, and I don't think he got any of the any of the big decisions wrong. But I, I've it was it was at times inconsistent. There was a foul he gave them on the edge of their area in the first half, and thirty seconds earlier the same thing had happened on the edge of our box, and nothing was given. So there were inconsistencies. Um, but I suppose we're in League One refereeing standards. I'm being hypercritical, uh, but for, but he certainly is up there one of the best refs we've had. So. But that bar's quite low, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought he had a good game. I, I, I do agree with you. There were a couple of decisions that were a little bit baffling. But over a, over a ninety-minute game, I don't think you can. I don't think you can really pick on that too much when you look at Premier League level referees yeah, well, and yeah. some of the some of the bizarre decisions that they give, and and have them validated by VAR, a la Ronaldo's theatrics at, at Norwich. Um, you know, we didn't get any of that, did we? You know, he, he, I thought he's, a, I think he's a really, really good referee, and I suspect we might see him refereeing, unfortunately for him, at a higher level at some stage, at which point his level's going to drop off in it. Okay, <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, because he's going to, you know, he's going to be if, if that's the case, if, if the lad gets promoted into the championship and, and so on, he's going to be working with the, the, the people that are working up there at the moment. And 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 you and I and all and and every other championship supporting supporter, championship club supporter knows the level up there. So yeah, I thought we were all right. Okay, have a couple with us, evening lads. Um, Russ on Facebook. The way we are going, I don't want Sam to cocky, but they say we could have a bad blip or or, or run, uh, whichever team has. But the way the way we're going, we could end up. With a bad run, I think it's put that twice. Anyway, we weren't at it in the second half and couldn't get hold of the ball. Uh, up the Millers, Russ. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the first goal, Danny. Uh, Freddie scoring the first of his two goals, and the in a way we got lucky because the ball ended up going to him. But from from, a, from Freddie's point of view, right place, right time, with a lovely little tickle, tickle to finish it. <laughs> now, Danny, you've muted yourself. <laughs> Um, the only real thing you can call into question is, did the ball go out with Rathbun in the corner? Well, now you can have a look at the replay, and it's like it's close, mm. you know. Um, so I'm sure the uh, the Burton fans might be a little bit upset about that. But the hard work done by Rathbun and the ball into Wiles was quality in of itself. Um, I think Wiles probably shot himself. Um, yeah. But Freddie just got the little flick on it and it was just filthy, that little touch, you know. Um, but it's a strange one. We've it's been at New York Stadium since 2012 and as far as we know, there have been no backheel goals scored there. <laughs> and now two have come along at once in the same season <laughs> at opposite ends of the pitch, you know. That just goes to show how special we are this season, I think. But yeah, Freddie is hitting a good vein of form at the minute. Um and I really hope it continues over Christmas and, and into the new year because it seems to be when Smith's having a bit of a rut, which is in, you know, everyone has a little rut in form. Freddie's picking up the pieces and now Freddie's at double figures. So it's fantastic. Mm. Well, Freddie's yeah, getting what he deserves, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. You no, know, he's getting what his hard work deserves. 
Um, he's, 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 we've talked about it, talked about it. We, we, you know, his work rates increased massively since he's got his place back in squad, and now he's getting the goals to go with it. So, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about his second goal in a minute. Um, let's cover Burton's goal and issues that in watching the highlights, make I didn't clock this at the time. This brings us on to Ben Wiles, who mm. we have rightly praised because he has been at times a phenomenon this season in this league. Yesterday, somebody's put here, Gav says it was one of the worst he's seen him play. I maybe wouldn't go that far. Certainly when he, when he was younger, he was much more naive. But he didn't look right, Mick. I don't know whether he was tired or something. It wasn't that there was no energy about him. He wasn't sort mm. of running with the ball. He seemed to have just get lost under his own weight sometimes. And that's what happened with the goal. He lost the ball mm. in a place he shouldn't have lost the ball. He, he was in mm. command, lost the ball, and it's put us in a bad position. Um, thoughts on the goal and his performance in general? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the goal was a disappointing one to concede. Um, and there's there's a question, Marco, of, of whether or not it was offside. Some people saying yes, some people saying no. Doesn't really make any difference because, you know, our goal came from a what should have been a goal kick. So, you know, let's, it, it, that's what happens. We know that. Um, ben Wiles, I think I said to you during the game, Matt, he just looks ill. His, his performance was, was that of somebody who was just not not quite there, you know, physically mm. and mentally. Um, I, I was surprised when, when, he, when he, uh, the, the substitutions came around, uh, he, he, he stayed on the pitch. He just wasn't right. Uh, but it's a blip. it will be a blip for him. You know, he's, he's an absolute quality footballer um, and, and he's allowed to have a bad game. It's, it's certainly after the, the performances yeah. he's put in this season, he's absolutely allowed it. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Danny, are you on the same sort of thing? He, he thought it was below par, but not to worry about too much. I think the thing with Ben Wales is that we know how well he can play. The bar is so high for him that when mm. he's below that or... In this, in this case, a fair bit below it, it makes him look terrible, but he's not. You know, yeah. the the only the only thing is, like Mick says, he just looks a little bit tired, I think. And I think he is suffering from the same thing with Chio. You know, it's just um, sat, sat to Tuesday a lot. And hopefully this week gives him chance to have a rest. And, you know, we might end up eating the words and he might score an trick against, um, <laughs> against Cambridge on Saturday. Um but yeah, but I have noticed that our last two goals conceded have come from Wales losing possession. Uh, the game, the Gillingham game, he lost possession. Granted, it were a bit of a fumble with Freddie. Uh, and then same thing against Burton. But Wales still has it in his locker to drive forward and create a chance. I mean, we're saying it was below par, but he whipped in one heck of a cross later in the game that very nearly went in. Um yeah. But yeah, it comes back to like I just said, the bar is so incredibly high for Wales that when he plays a bit below par, it makes him look like he's had a terrible game. But in actuality, he's still a very good footballer and the best yeah. midfielder in this league. Yeah, it's something to look at. We talked about having a lot more, not much of a backup for Chio. If Chio's not fit, we haven't got a direct replacement for him. The same thing we said for Wiles. If you don't play Wiles in that position, who have we got that's anywhere near as good as him? So when it gets to January, although three weeks ago we were saying we don't need to don't need support anywhere, we need Wiles is going to have these games where we need to take him out of the firing line. He should have come off yesterday after an hour seven yeah. minutes. He should have come off, 
but we couldn't bring him up because who would you have put on his place? The, all, all you could have done is put Sadlier into the middle and then bring Chio on. But you don't really want to do that because you're asking Sadler to do a job. You don't want to put him here, there, and everywhere. So for mm. me, there's, there's there's it's not a question mark, but the, the, I imagine these are things that they've got to be thinking about for the January transfer window. We're not going to replace Ben Wiles, but let's get somebody who can do that job to a to a lesser role. So Wiles, he can have a rest because at the minute he can't. We haven't got anybody to replace him, which is nobody's fault, Mick. But it's just part of football, isn't it? I suppose it is, and and. Let's not get too hung up on it. You know, it was one bad performance in in the first twenty games of season, or wherever we are, 20, 21, 22 games of season. You know, so let's not let's not get too hung up on it. It was just a bad day at the office for him. Um, but we have got we've got Jamie Lindsay that can do that, that do that job really well. I think it's not as attacking though, is he? It's not as attacking though. I accept that. I accept that. We've got a Dolphin as well. Who we've never seen really in an attacking role, but I'm damn sure he could do it. Um, you know, because he's big, he's strong, and he's he's got some real ability on the ball. So I don't I don't think it's it's too much of a worry. Um, I think Ben Wiles is just like you said, probably probably either a little bit tired or maybe he's a bit under the weather. You know, there's been some colds and illness and stuff going around. Maybe that's maybe that was the issue yesterday. I don't anticipate that we're going to see another one of those from him this season. To be honest, we may do, but I doubt it. Yeah, that'd be right. Um, we're going to half time 1 1, which was frustrating because we were comfortably a better team. Three minutes in, though, Danny, and for that first five to ten minutes, we were we were we again we carried on being really, really good. A fantastic ball from Reg, and one of our many one on ones finally scored one, um, and put us 2 1 up. It was good work from Reg and really good work from Freddie as well. Yeah, I'm just glad I got <clears throat> my backside back on the seat when I did because I sat down. As soon as I sat down, oh, it, we've played the ball straight through our defence. Oh, we've scored. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm never going for a quick pint and a toilet trip at half time again because if we're capable of doing that straight out of the blocks, you know, no one should go for an half time pint now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know what Warnie says to him at half time because we've proven time and time again this season that when we've been pegged back just at the end of the half, we come out the gate in the second half and I, I, I don't know, we must inject him with something, whether it's confidence or some sort of illegal liquid, I'm not sure. <laughs> but they, they come they come out and the desire to get a goal back and, and prove that they are the better team just shines through in the opening 10 minutes and mm. this time around it's provided a goal again. Um, Freddie's made amends for his earlier one-on-one miss in the first half and our second goal is effectively a carbon copy of Burton's equaliser. Yeah. Um, but of course, ours is better because we've scored it, you know. Correct. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it just goes to show how Freddie has grown in confidence this season mm. because <clears throat> he wouldn't really pursue a ball like that in past seasons. That would have been more of a Michael Smith sort of job. Um, but Freddie seems to have some sort of increased vision this season, to quote the FIFA perk of vision, you know, uh, and he reads the game a lot better and he's read the pass from Reg perfectly, got on the ball and he shot it straight through the keeper's legs. So it's a fantastic goal again for Freddie. So that's two fantastic goals in one game for him. One was mm. finesse, other was placement. Fair play to him. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. It weren't long ago, make it was pre MK Don's game that we were talking about Freddie and saying he needs to start scoring goals. And, and a few weeks before yeah. that, we were maybe considering whether his time at the club was coming to an end because Greg, Greg had come in and done so well straight yeah. away. Well, you know, was Freddie's time up? 
what he scored like 10 goals since then, he's put himself into yeah, the yeah. season. Um, yeah. We give, give Smithy rightly a lot of credit for, for his progress, but again, we've got to give so much credit to Freddie for taking on board what he's been asked to do, improving himself, like all those things Danny's just said. All the credit goes to Freddie Lodapo for putting that work in and he's now reaping the rewards. Yeah, he is. He is. And, and, and we're also reaping our rewards for not knowing what the hell we're talking about, aren't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> because, because, yeah, we we did say that. And I, I certainly, privately and sometimes publicly, was of the view that maybe his time was coming, with the club were coming to an end because he just didn't seem to, to fit that work ethic. And, and yeah, he's come back. He's upped his rate, upped his rate, and he's indispensable at the moment, you know. Um, and and you just you, you just feel that he's going to score every game, you know. He's getting himself into the right positions. He's he's doing everything right. It's it's an absolute pleasure. And again, I suppose it's a credit to both Freddie and the management team that they've been able to. They've clearly seen this in him, you know. They've seen they, they can recognise the fact that he's got the ability, um, and now they've brought it out in him, or oh, he has as well. You know, he's he's. They've facilitated him bringing it out in himself. And it's great to see. Great to see. Yeah, no, it is, absolutely. Uh, let's go through a few more comments before we come on to the next phase of the game. Um, Jamie, not our best performance and yet brings results. Proves how good we are. And Rathbun's work rate was outstanding on Saturday. Um, Danny, Jamie is loving your Christmas spirit. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, where are we? John C. Ben didn't play. Ben Wiles didn't play that badly, but he was definitely quiet. I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm. Um, Dukes sort of agrees. Wiles didn't have a bad game, just not as good as he has been. He thought Smith was worse than Wiles yesterday. Um, and John C. on the, on the Smith, similar vein. I'm a little concerned about Smudge hasn't scored a league goal since the Sunderland game. Let's hope he gets his mojo back. True, but he has scored two in the two in the one in the Papa John's, which I know we don't we don't credit it, but it's still a goal. And also the winner against Stockport as well. So, yeah. If you'd have told me at the start of the season that Smudge will end up with, what, 13 goals in the season, we'd have probably said that's all right. So, you know, hopefully he can get a few more. But what were your thoughts on, on Smudge yesterday, Danny? Uh, it, it did have a massive impact, but it still was important to us. Yeah, I think uh, it's 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 the whole thing of he's, he started so well that he's bound to just have a dip. You know, he's he's to use my old phrase. He come he's come out of the starting blocks of the season so quickly and and reached the summit very very quickly that he's bound to have a little bit of a burnout period. And like like they say, he hasn't scored in the league since Sunderland. But for him, probably scoring against Sunderland is probably the top thing he'll do <laughs> this season. You know, uh, scoring twice against Sunderland as well. Um, he's helped us through both cup competitions. We're still in, so he is he has still contributed to the side. Um, but I, I just think it's it's every player goes through a phase where they couldn't hit a, a ball's backside with a shovel, you know. <clears throat> and I think that is that time of the of the season for Smith. It's not through lack of trying because he had two very good chances, but he's blasted both of them high and wide. Mm. Um, but I think if he gets another goal in the league, whenever that may be, um, he'll hit the ground running again. I think because I think he had a rut in goal scoring a couple of seasons ago in League One, and he scored against Shrewsbury, mm -hmm. I think, on Boxing yeah. Day, and then took off again. So yeah. that could happen again. It could be a little bit of a of a pressure now that Ladipo's catching him up, you know, so mm -hmm. he might get the Shearer's shirt before Smith <laughs> does. Um, 
But yeah, but I think <clears throat> because our strikers are so good this season, even Griggs contributed with eight goals so far. Eight, yeah. no, about six or seven actually. Lot, yeah. Um, so we have got a very good strike force. So even when one is in a rut, they still get back up from the others and from midfield as well. Because Barley's just mm. took off something tremendous as yeah. well. Mm. Um, so yeah, even though Smith's a bit, you know, in a rut, it's not that big of an issue, and I'm sure he will have a lot of shooting practice now <laughs> after the Burton game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I expect him to bag at least one before the end of this year. Uh, and you can clip me saying that if you like, because I am confident he will score again this year. Yeah, I think Basel he was trying too hard in front of goal. I think there is mm. a certain amount of degree to that. I, I think he's there was a couple of times where he could there were better options. And were it, were it Saturday or were it Tuesday where he took one off Rathbone, which Rathbone were it was Saturday, position. weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Rathbun put himself in a good position and Smith just caught up the ball off him and made a mess of it. Um, oh, Rathbun was fuming at that as well, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's good that he's, it, Smith's been missing that selfishness selfish, selfishness a bit. Mm. So it's it's almost good to see that. Uh, he's, got the, he's getting a bit of Freddie about him, whereas Freddie's getting a bit of Smith about him. They're taking mm. each other's good striking part. So, uh, yeah. Um, then came... I, it was a spell. I, it was, I, say, I say a spell, it was what? An half an hour spell, Danny, where it felt like we just could not get hold of the ball. And to say it was frustrating is an understatement. We were very, very lucky to find ourselves still ahead of the game when the third goal eventually came. Yeah, I agreed. I think Burton found themselves 2 1 down and then just tried to react in the best way that they could. Um, I mean, they hit the post, they went close with an overhead kick, which probably would have been the best goal scored at MYS this season, no doubt. Um, but no, we definitely rode a look in the second half, um, but still managed to keep the ball away from goal one way or another. And we've said this before on the podcast, that's something that your league winners do. You know, they just find a way to win and they somehow hang on for a result. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying that Wigan win... The, the ugly way, whereas Rotherham always seem to win the pretty way, you know, they, they win mm. by playing good football, and that's true, I mean, we're going to have been guilty of play-acting quite a lot this season, I've not seen that from us at all um, and a couple fans from different clubs I won't name so their own club won't shame them have said that Rotherham should win the league on the basis of being the better football side, mm. if you like um, but yeah, but definitely road to luck uh, but I think the third goal ended the game really I think um, that was the time when we clinched it and never really looked in trouble mm. per se you know there were a couple odd times afterwards but we never really had a serious you know that that, that could have gone in and we've scraped the barrel you know yeah and that's just broken yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me mate we, I talked about this at the game yesterday when, when we were there but I know we won, so that means the substitutions that must have been good. But I didn't agree with the timing of the substitutions and the personnel of the substitutions. Let's take the first one, for example. Shane Ferguson came off. Fair enough. You brought Joe Matic on. You've gone like for like. Mm -hmm. If anything, you've gone more defensive. And we needed to get hold of that ball. And that, that's why Burton were having so much so much time and having so much success. is because they had the ball and we couldn't keep it. If you go like for like, the chances of changing that is very, very slim. Very, very slim. So for me, I can't understand that substitution. If Ferguson's blowing, all right, that's fine. But we needed to change something about the way we were playing. I'm not saying let's, I'm not saying let's go to a four-four-two or anything as drastic as that. 
but we needed a bit of energy. And I love Drill Matic as much as the next guy, but he's not going to bring you energy or bite or anything like that. He's just going to do it in a left wing back role. He's just going to make you, make you more solid. We wouldn't have a problem with being solid. We just couldn't get the ball. And then Jamie Lindsay comes on with 10 minutes to go and we score four minutes later. For me, that came 15 minutes too late. And taking Rathbone off was a little bit of madness because Rathbone was the best player on the pitch. Um, what are your thoughts? I assume you're going to disagree with most of what I've just said. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could. I, I don't have a problem with the, the, the Matic substitution. I think Matic is maybe not quite, as you say, maybe not quite as attacking as Shane Ferguson. Uh, I think defensively he's probably stronger. Uh, he, he has the ability to put the ball into the box as good as Shane Ferguson does. No question yep. about that in my view. And he adds that little bit more bite to a defence that was under pressure. They were under pressure, you know. They were coming at us. And I, and I don't think, you know, changing, making a change anywhere, anywhere else on the pitch was going to help us keep the ball any more than we were doing because I don't think it was about setup or, or formation. I don't think that's why we weren't keeping the ball. I think it was just a little bit of panic had set in. Um, so but what, you're, what you're essentially doing is bringing on a new old head, if you like. You know, Shane Ferguson's an experienced player. So is Joe Matic. So it just brings that different bit of personnel in there to shore up the defence and hopefully, hopefully change things around a little bit in terms of just, I don't know, in terms of attitude, I don't know. I, I, I don't think whatever changes he could have made would have helped us. Made Do you not think bringing, possession. I know we've talked about Wilesy, but taking Wiles off for Lindsay would have given us that a bit more energy in the midfield because yeah. Rathbun was running around, but he was the only one running around. Barlazer yeah. couldn't keep the ball in the second half. That's not a fault of him. It just, it wouldn't yeah. stick. Lindsay should have come on earlier. Is what is the point I'm trying to sort of try and say. Lindsay should have come on yeah. probably 15 minutes earlier, and for Wiles rather than Rathbone. Yeah, 100. Thoughts on my uh, rantings. <laughs> I've, I've just had a look at the times for the for the substitutes, and if you can hear the background noise, mum has just come home. So everyone in the comments say hello to my mum when she comes walking through. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but look, having a look at the times for the substitutes, uh, there was a lot of pressure down our left hand sides af after. Hello, say hello, say hello everyone. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of pressure down our left hand sides after the 60th minute. Um, so you could say that's why I've brought Matic on because he's more defensive minded and, like Mick says, an old, an old head, but a more defensive old head. So that could have been. Why that happened, and then obviously Burton switched it to the right hand side, which is why we brought old Benny on to try and challenge mm. them and get a bit more speed down the right hand side. Because let's not kid ourselves, old Benny is a lot faster than Sadlier is, and a lot more of a natural mm. right sided player because he's not really a winger. Chio at the minute is a, a right wing back. Um, but yeah, so they could say, yeah, that's why that happened. Just switching attacking places, keep your heads and keep defensive on those sides. But I agree with Lindsay for Rathbone. I think the only way I can see that being justified, in my head anyway, I'm not a professional manager or anything, but is because Rathbone has been chucked into some meaty challenges over the last couple True. of games and has been running around a lot more than Wiles has. Because, um, as I said in the uh, in the vlog, it was like a tank today. Like it just seemed, I mean, <laughs> it's only Rathbone, so he does it every week, but he seemed to be everywhere. But he also seems to be throwing himself into challenges and <clears throat> proper mm. di diving into some of them. Get winning the ball, I might add. 
Um, but really meaty challenges. So maybe that's why he brought him off to try and keep his uh, fatigue levels down. Mm. Um, but in terms of how tired Wiles has looked at times, yeah, I agree. I think Lindsay should have come on for Wiles, but maybe a little bit earlier. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's not a concern because we won the game, but at the same time, it's something Paul Wong will learn from for going forward in future games. You know what I mean? They're not mm. the arrogant type of management team who think, oh, we know best. What we do is... They'll learn from it if they feel like they made a mistake, which we've got to go through against. We're not we're not going to steamroll every single team 5-0. You know what I mean? And I know we won 3-1. It's still fairly comfortable, but we are going to come against some decent teams, and, and that's what happened. Um, on to the third goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a bit crazy. Russ Bailey. So, how can the referee look at the back pass and then a linesman flag for it? Not to be given by the referee in the first place when the keeper collected the back pass. He blew for the free kick when he saw the liner. Bad from the referee. No excuse not to give that. The referee really, really didn't want to give it, Mick, did he? He really, really didn't want to give it. <laughs> I've, I've, if you watch Danny's vlog, you, you, what you will see is that the referee looks at the a potential foul on the player who passes the ball back to the goalkeeper. And I think that's what he's discussing with the, with the linesman as to whether or not there's a foul on the player that passes the ball back, first of all. I don't think he'd, I don't think there was ever, ever any doubt that he would give the back pass. However, I, I think there's a... There's not an argument because I don't think it was a foul, but from the referee's positioning, I, I, I think it probably may have looked like one um, on the on the player that came that, that that made the back pass. So I suspect that that's why. I might be wrong, of course. He might have just been saying, "I don't know what to do," but I don't think he were. You know, what I mean, that whether that's right or not, I don't know. But um, yeah, we're always going to give that. I mean, he had to. He had got no yeah, choice, sure. zero choice. Uh, why the goalkeeper picked it up is utterly beyond me. I mean, yeah. just I don't know whether it was instinctive or what, but you know, it's been I've been a rule for long enough now that that kind of instinct should have uh, long since passed. You assume so. And to be fair, Danny, on their keeper, I thought he had a shaky game all around. There were a couple of times he tried playing short, and he just, that 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 back pass picking up that ball just sort of summed up that goalkeeper's performance. Really daft and stupid and cost him. Yeah, there were definitely some shaky moments from their keeper. Um, but yeah, the back pass does <clears throat> sort of encapsulate his game. It was just a, a moment of madness, both from uh, the keeper and I think from the referee. I think the referee didn't give it straight away because he was so bemused as to what just happened. Because <laughs> you do not see back passes in modern football. The last time I can no. remember one was England getting away with one when Joe Hart picked it up. That's the last time I can remember it. I can't remember the last time one was given. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think he has. He's obviously blown because the lino has shown him his flag for a foul, and then there's that moment of just pause, and it must be the linesman telling him he's back past it. Are you sure? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And he's given it. Um. But yeah, but I'm just thankful we scored it because it'd been a bit embarrassing if the first club to get a a uh, an indirect free kick this season misses. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Straight Would it make moments. It we also didn't make it very easy for ourselves. We said at the time that they had 11 players on the on the line, which is what they were allowed to do. So what we decided to do was chuck a few more players on the line. <laughs> more. I, I just didn't get what we were trying to do, to be honest. I know we scored, but it just seemed mad at time, didn't it? I think they're trying to stop the defenders charging the ball down, aren't they? Or make it more difficult for them to charge yeah. the ball down. Uh, I assume, I don't know. 
But do you right? It just make it more difficult, doesn't it? I think there was a little bit of kidology involved as well because from the way we lined up for it and the way they lined up for it, it looked like Barley's was going to try and smash it in the top corner. Yeah. And so if we've yeah. tried to kid them by saying, right, we're going to put players on the line, so it makes it look like we're going to go high into whatever yeah. corner, and they've always they've probably fallen for it, and then he smashed it low and hard, and thankfully it's took a little nick off a defender and gone through his legs, and it's in. Um, but the one thing I will make a comment of, the, the roar from the crowd when it went in was something like, Barlaise has just scored a 25-yard free kick, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which, which, which yeah. is fantastic. Um but you don't see them in football very often and we've probably not trained on how to line up for one yeah. because you just don't get given them sort of decisions still. Mm. Um, but yeah, but 11 men on the line for them, it was like trying to hit a loose brick in a brick wall. Um, <laughs> but we've, we've found a way through. Um, 3-1, easy. <laughs> yeah. A really cool and calm, lots of composure about it. It, like, it would have been very easy. To do what he did on the penalty, to smash it as hard as you can, get too much on it, whatever. But it was nice and cool and just placed it. Um, I think he has learnt from that second penalty. He's learnt that sometimes you don't go as hard as you can. Sometimes yeah. it is about placement and but with power, and he's shown he can do that. Um, mm. So I think he has worked on his penalties a bit in training and then gone, well, I'll just take it like it's a penalty. And there we are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, I some about indirect free kicks in the inside the area. They make no sense. It's just quality. It's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. And then we weren't in trouble for a single second for like Danny mentioned earlier. For the last 10 minutes, whatever it ended up being because of injury time, we were not in a single moment of danger. No, we weren't. We weren't. I mean, they, they pushed and they pressed. Um, and they kind of huffed and puffed after that, didn't they? And, 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 and that was that sort of saw, saw the game out, really. That ended the game as a contest. But um, I think massive credit to, to what to Hasselbank's doing there. I think he's doing a really, really good job. They, they reminded me a little bit of uh, of us in the Championship last season in spells, where mm. we, we were able to dominate games for periods of games, not, not, not generally not the full game, but we were able to dominate periods of games and just not hit the target. Not just mm. you know, just not able to take our chances, um, and and if they can go the same route that we've gone, the next season they're going to be a force certainly in this division. Uh, no yeah. question about it. They always seem to be a tough side, don't they, Burton? No matter who the manager is, you know, whenever you go there or they come to you, you you always know you're in a game. Mm. Um, and and let's let's be fair, he's a good manager. Jimmy Floyd he is a good, good manager, and he shouldn't be managing at League One level, in my view. You know, so you know he, he may well not be after after next season if he can get him to get him together. Good team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I thought they were. Um, but then I mentioned the fans. Then I, th- I think a shout out for the fans. I thought the atmosphere was really good on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can often see with games like Gillingham Burton, teams who don't bring very many, that the atmosphere can die a little bit of a death. I thought the fans were brilliant. They sang mm. for the most of the 90 minutes yesterday, uh, which, because of how much pressure we're in, was difficult to sort of get enthusiasm at times. But I thought fans were excellent yesterday. So hats off to everybody uh, who came to the game. Still not a full crowd, which is a little bit disappointing. If we're not going to fill the crowds now when we're 20 games unbeaten, when are we? <laughs> but when we're 30 games Christmas. unbeaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll put it, we'll put it down to Christmas and blame Christmas. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, three-one, twenty games unbeaten, fitting away what one game away from equaling the club record of league games unbeaten, which will be Cambridge uh, on Saturday coming up, which we'll preview next week. Uh, and like I said, twenty games. To get, it's, it's feel like a really nice round number, Mick, to get to twenty. Isn't it? And I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying let's stop. It's a milestone, isn't it? It's a milestone. I think is probably a better way of describing it rather than a nice round number. Let's, let's call it a day. Um, yeah, let, let's just keep going. Just keep going. Keep the levels of performances up and the, the stats. The, stat, the only stats that are important are the ones that see you at the top of the table or in those top two positions at the end of the season, aren't they? You know, mm. you know. We, it's great to have all the all these stats in our favour at the moment. Like, like you said, twenty games unbeaten, top of the ex. Expected goals table, bottom of the expected goals conceded table. You know all these things are, are, are great stats to have, but ultimately mm. it's all about what that points total is after forty six games. So um, that's all that's important. That's all that matters. Mm. So stating the complete obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. It is. Um, John C says the indirect free kick routine could go straight from the training ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah um, smash it up Vazza, for the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Razzle would like to see Rathbone's stats regarding the ground he covers during the game. Yeah, I think we all could. All Numbers don't play. go that high, Bazza. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a really interesting. It'd be a really interesting stat to see, wouldn't it? You know, it, it just would. You know, in comparison to to a lot of the other players on the pitch. Hmm. Yeah, it would, 100%. Mm. Um, where are we? Harvey Kelly, we'll talk about substitutions. We thought he could have put Coyote on for Smith in the second half. I did think that at the time, um, but we needed to sort of strengthen in other areas, didn't we, I think? Mm. Um, I don't think Smith was was too bad. Um, results went our way, Danny, as well. If you look at results from yesterday, uh, Wigan ended up drawing. Wickham ended up drawing, although they were losing. Um, who else were in around there? Obviously, Wigan drew, uh, which drew with Wigan. Uh, Sunderland won. Um, Wednesday won, but for the most part, results went our way. Oxford beating MK Dons. It's again that stage of season where we start looking at other people's results properly, can't we? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And I think um, I heard a few people saying that as soon as the uh, the scores came up on the screen, um, they said this could be our chance to try and pull away a little mm. bit because um, we're on forty four. Now, yeah. yeah, and then everybody else is on 42 that's near us. The only danger mm. still is Wigan with that game in hand. That's my one yeah. worry. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's just get as many points before they play their game in hand as possible and then uh, try and keep in front of them. And even you could say that in the Premier League, the result went our way as well because before the game, and still currently, we are the second highest scoring team in all competitions in England. <laughs> and the only team that's beaten us is Liverpool. Now, before the game, Liverpool had 66, and now they've got 67. We're now on 63, so we've closed the gap from six to four. Um, so we're, ca- we're catching you, Liverpool. <laughs> you know, um, we're catching you. But I've just done a bit of quick maths, you know, as uh, Shaq says. Um, and our strikers, Smith, Ladipo and Grigg, have scored 33 goals this season, which is just over half of our total of 63. So... Even though our strikers are in decent form, the only one to hit double figures yet is Grigg. A lot of goals are still getting from other, from other parts of the yeah. pitch. Thirty yeah. goals have come from the rest of the pitch, which is which is insane, you know. Yes. And a fair and a fair percentage is just from Wild and Barlazer. Mm. Um, 
So we have got goal scorers in this team, and I'm not surprised we're the second highest goal scorers this season because we've got the quality in front of goal to even push Liverpool for the scoring exploits. It is incredible. Yeah. Well, when Crooks left, it were important to replace his goals, replace other things as well. But Crooks was our main source, maybe our only source, really, of goals from midfield. And we've sort of ticked the box. We've, we've now replaced it with two people who can score goals in Wiles and Barley. Mm. Yeah. Um, Miller's obviously got a couple. Shields got one. Um, yeah. Goals when you, goals are obviously going to win your games. And it's important for promotion chasing teams. You don't just have rely on one player because that will not, not going to get promoted. No. Um and that feels like where we are. Um, next week's games, but we'll talk about this in more detail next week. But it's again, it's another couple of games, set of fixtures that, that suit us. Cambridge is a difficult game. Let's not get them. Let's not go. I remember MK Dons are away at Burton, which is a tough game. Ipswich hosts Sunderland, which again is a big game. Um, Oxford uh, against Wigan. Again, two teams. <laughs> one of them I'm going to win. Um, Sheffield wins at home to Accrington. Accrington have obviously picked up a bit of form recently. So, yeah. It's a good time, mate. It's a good time. It's serious now. You know when it gets to Christmas, it's getting serious, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. This is we're going to start. I mean, come sort of first round, third round FA Cup weekend, where we are in the league at that point is 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 really a good indication as to where people are going to finish towards the back end of the season. If we can be four or five points clear at the top, then you know. Happy days. That's going to be fantastic. If we're if we're second or third, but still well in touch, again, fantastic. So we've given ourselves a really good grounding, and, and like you said, Christmas period is is when it starts to get serious, or just after. So if we can just maintain this run now until uh, until that QPR game, happy days. That'd be fantastic. You know, then we'll we'll we'll, we'll lose one nil down at QPR, so we don't have to mess about with FA Cup anymore, and then we can go back on another twenty game unbeaten run. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you said that like I'm like I'm seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think we've covered just about everything. We've done it in quite quick time tonight. Is there anything else from the game that we need to cover? Um, I can't think of any of the major instances from our point of view. No, I don't think so. No, really. Other than um, Freddie missing the sitter that turned out to be offside. Oh, that was such a bad miss. Yeah. <laughs> he got saved by the linesman there. If that were um, yeah. a legal bit of play and he's missed it, you know, that was just a little hark back to the Freddie that we saw before the MK Dons game. Um, yeah. Well, thankfully, it doesn't matter because it were offside. Maybe he secretly knew it was offside and that's why he scuffed it. We'll say that. We'll say <laughs> that. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing because we know he has got those in him. We know mm. that he's got the, he's got that in him to miss from six inches out. So hopefully he's got it out of his system now. You know, and, and unfortunately or fortunately we're offside anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and the next one from six inches busts back at net. So you never know, do you? Hopefully, he's actually scored a harder goal from technically further out <laughs> than he did with that one. You know, <laughs> to score a back heel from four yards out and then to scuff a, a tap in from six inches. Yeah, but mm. you know. It don't matter, it wouldn't have counted anyway. There's no. very few strikers in the world who won't miss from six inches at some uh, some stage throughout their career, is there? Let's be fair. He's <laughs> finding themselves, good thing, he's finding themselves in those positions at the back post. Um, I think it have won against MK Dons last time in the promotion season, MK Dons and I think Accrington, where he just found himself at the back post and was able to, you know, to score those mm. goals. 
he's also been missing that from his game. I know he missed this one, but he is back in those positions, which is massive for him, really important for him. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be a sign of him being confident when he when he finds himself in those positions. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there we go. Thank you all for. Shall I? Uh, shall I hit everybody with one last stat before we start? Go on, we love a good stat on this show. All right then. <clears throat> so, as we said that. Uh, we could potentially reach 16 league games unbeaten. That's consecutive league games unbeaten, which we last did under Steve Evans, I think. Mm. Yeah. 13-14, yeah. Yeah, but it is actually not our longest league unbeaten run. Uh. Because if, if you excuse losing in the FA Cup, mm. the 1950-51 uh, season saw us go 20 league games unbeaten. Wow. But, we lost, but we lost in the FA Cup. Yeah whatever round it was. So that's mm. that's the only blip in that. But just going off league games, that's our longest one. Now, we are already on our longest unbeaten run in all competitions, but we need to do one more to be the EFL's longest unbeaten run this season. Because currently it's Exeter with 20 mm. and us with 20. So if we even draw against Cambridge on the Saturday, we've done it. And we are the top dog in the EFL, shall I say, in terms of without losing. Mm, there we so, go. Yeah, there you go. And we all know what happened in 1950-51. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we won the third division now. Mick remembers it well. I remember it well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was yesterday. Mm, <laughs> with uh, told like Danny Williams and and uh, was guest still guess. with us? Yeah, he yeah. was still with us. Um so yeah, we are nearly on par with that season, which mm. would have been our highest points total season if they did three points for a win back then. I think we would have got about 106 or so that season. <laughs> so if we're nearly on par, I hope it could happen this season, you know. Well, yeah. Mm. No, absolutely. And you mentioned those legends. Let's finish the show on giving a shout out to a modern day legend, Richard Wood, uh, clocking up his 200th appearance in the in the famous red and white shirt. Um, not much more to say about him. I just, he's just a great, he's clearly a great guy. Um, a really, really good player, model professional for everybody who's coming up in the game. Look at Richard Wood now, conducts himself on and off the pitch. Uh, I unfortunately won't get another 200. Uh, oh, I don't think he will, anyway. Um, <laughs> you said that. Well, yeah, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a great landmark to, uh, to achieve. And uh, the lo- the longer he's with us, the better, is all I'll say. Yeah, the big 200 club for Woody. I think there's only about 30 players in mm. 95 years that have got into that club, and one of which is our current manager. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I say, I don't, I don't think he'll reach 400, but he could certainly reach 300. You know, if he, mm. want, if he wants to keep playing... Until he until effectively he drops. That's what he said on our interview with mm. him. He'll keep going until he can't anymore. So he could very easily get three hundred. And I hope he does. Yeah. I said I'm gonna finish on that. I'm not gonna finish on that. I'm gonna finish off by complaining about the fire alarm. Um <laughs> the noise it made. It's horrible. <laughs> you normally get an alarm, it's normally like a police siren or a siren. This wasn't a siren, it sounded like somebody ripping a violin apart. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. somebody had burnt a pie in family stand, don't they? I think that's what it were. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that was a bizarre, bizarre fire alarm, that weren't it? If we had happened then and not 10 minutes earlier, yeah, like a, like, like a cow giving birth or something, <laughs> it's just bizarre. <laughs> I, I, like a I really that, weird noise. I hope that no fans that were 
alive and kicking in the Second World War heard that because that would be <laughs> blitz PTSD. That it sounded like an air raid siren, and it, it was strange because because I was outside the ground when it started, and you can mm. just hear it at the end of the vlog when I do my little signing off speech. Um, and I don't know, some everybody just seemed to get a clip on when it started. I don't know if it was a jail box that, but as soon yeah. as it goes the alarm, and then it, please evacuate the ground immediately. It's like, yeah, what's happening? <laughs> you know, all sorts started being thrown about. Like someone said it were a bomb, which is like, why? why? No. Um, someone said it were part of the new COVID measures just to get everyone kicked out straight away. Oh, God. Um, but you know, it was something as little as someone's just left a pie on the oven in the oven too long. So thankfully, it wasn't uh, we, that serious. We were lucky as we walked out. We walked past the pie stand that that it had happened in. So. Um, they, they, were were just, they were opening windows, so it was clear that it was clear there were some very sheepish-looking people. When we they were very sheepish, window. were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Perfect. Um, there we go. There we go. Stop bringing things up to talk about. Um, if you have enjoyed it, thank you very much. If you've not enjoyed it, I don't know why you're still watching and listening, but thanks anyway. <laughs> um, if you haven't, please do subscribe. We've got 412 something like that on YouTube. Please subscribe to there. And if you haven't already watched Danny's Match Day vlog, get over and watch this. You know, it's either this or I'm a celeb. So get Danny's Match Day vlog watched. Yeah. Um, and we will be back on Thursday. We'll be live Thursday evening. Back on the audio. We'll be out Friday morning. So again, if you want, if you prefer it on your iTunes, Spotify, make sure you subscribe through those channels. Um, so you can get it ready, and please do give us a five-star rating on iTunes, if you please. The Christmas period officially starts on Saturday. Christmas Saturday is the first of the Christmas period fixtures, so get in the festive spirit. Thank you, Danny, who is already in the festive spirit. <laughs> I don't know why I've put my beard, so I can't put it back on. Um, <laughs> I've seen you munching the mince pies. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got my mince pie. Mince pie, spice, rum mince pie. They're, ex they're excellent things. Um, but, yeah, festive spirit starts now, and... Uh, yeah, hopefully it's a decent Christmas and New Year. Mm, absolutely. And Rick, uh, I'm not going to say Merry Christmas because I know Bar Humbug, but thanks for coming. I'm in Christmas spirit, probably. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 I can do one better. I've got red ale. So red I'm and white. <laughs> yeah, red and white. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for getting involved and, and watching and listening. We will see you all very soon. Up the Millers. Draw. All right. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, 
let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.